Thanks for pressing play on episode 90 of A-Sides. Have you ever had a moment where your mind goes completely blank? You like shut down? Because that happened to me as soon as I sat down for this interview with Liv Warfield. It's like the men in black wiped my mind with that stick. Luckily, I had some bullet points in front of me and Liv was awesome to talk to. So she kind of made it a little bit more comfortable because I'm kind of a nervous guy as it is. If you've got a chance to see her, she's coming to my area, Peoria, Illinois, her hometown, April the 23rd. It's this coming Saturday in Peoria, Illinois. She's also going to be playing a show up in the Chicago area in Evanston, Illinois, on April the 26th. So head to her website, livewarfieldofficial.com for dates. And thank you for pressing play on this episode. And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. agreeing to do this i'm here for it listen you know peoria i'm here for it so thank you for having me really oh sure yeah i'm really looking forward to that show in um, about a week and a half a week and a half i know it's crazy it's coming up yeah (laughs) so you were born and raised here in peoria right yes born and raised yeah 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 um i saw that you um you had went to um notre dame and like Mm -hmm. Um, graduated with a, a track scholarship. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I, um, I went to, uh, where did I go? I went to Danville community college first. And then, um, after that I left and I went to Portland state university where I got a track scholarship and, um, and then that whole trajectory of my life changed after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you do anything in school with the music or like arts or were you all just um, I was, more I was, athletic based, I guess? Yeah, I was all athletic based. I think one time they gave me the opportunity to, I think it was during mass and I felt like I, they would let me like do a gospel mass or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, I remember, uh, I can't remember her last name, um, Tara, Miss Tara Kennedy. She was over mass and she's like, yeah, let's just try this gospel thing. And then I wrote a song for it. That was like, honestly, that was like probably my first time listening to my intuition of wanting to be an artist, but everybody else was probably like, okay, like (laughs) we don't know you for singing. Why are you up there? Like singing, putting some things together. So I know it was a shock to everybody. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I guess I thought you would have, like maybe had like more of a musical background, but then um, I saw that you were just, you picked it up from just doing karaoke. <laughs> yes, yes, that is my story. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because I've always wanted to be a performer and a singer ever since I was eight. Like there's something innately that I knew for myself I wanted to mm-hmm. do, but I was too shy um, to sing in front of my parents and my family. I, I just hid, I hid it from them a lot. And um, I just kept kind of kept it to myself until I moved away from home. And I was like, freedom, I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) And then uh, a friend of mine, actually, uh, Portland State, one of my, um, he ran track with me. He was like, there's this place live that you can go 
it's called karaoke. It's a bar. You can go sing and pick all the songs you want. And really, that's how I kind of got started and addicted. And, you know, I didn't know, like, how how people like realize or like, like become singers. Um, you just you just had it in you and you're just kind of um, singing to yourself like at home sometimes was, or all the time. I was always yeah. singing to myself. I was always a writer, though. I wrote a lot. Um, I can say I, I thank my mom for always having me journal when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I wrote a lot of poetry and um, just I, I love to listen to my records. My dad would be playing. I would listen to a lot of gospel stuff. I couldn't really listen to anything outside of that at the time. Um, but, you know, my first love was Etta James when I was a gymnast for 14, 15 years. When I heard Etta James on the uh, Rain Man soundtrack, I lost it. I knew that's something that I wanted to do. And then I think the first song, Let's Hear It For The Boys by Denise Williams. And I was like, yeah, that's what I <laughs> I think I knew I wanted to sing then, yeah. Probably hearing that on like a KZ 93. Exactly. You know, day. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I tell um, a lot of friends of mine, as a gymnast, we would always listen to KZ 93. So a lot of the classic rock stuff would always probably be in my head. It's probably why I love classic rock so much. Um, just because I, you know, I grew up listening to that, training to that really all the time. Uh, so, um, yeah, what classic rock then like uh, stood out to you? Um, oh, my uh, God. Um, I can't think of the names of, but uh, uh, what is that? Um, more, more Than Words. Oh, um, Extreme. Yeah. Extreme, yes. Yeah. Heart, of course. I just, I do remember extreme a lot. <laughs> um, those are the two that really stick out to me the most. Yeah. So I saw something else too about Peoria that you performed here at the limelight in yeah. 2014. Like, is that the only other time that you've like been back here to perform? Yeah. It's the oh, only wow. time. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, that was my first time. And I think it was a shock to everybody's system in the beginning because we when you talk about Olivia, the girl rich tracks, so they're probably kind of like looking like what is going on. Um, I had the chance to bring the NPG horns, new power generation horns with me. That was crazy. And uh, I'm back home again, like six what now, six years later, six, seven years later. So yeah, it's crazy. Um I saw something because I was looking up like like some other interviews, and you said that you um had the horn players at your uh, parents house and they were like crashing on the couch and stuff that cool. yeah well my my family everybody they're like really great cooks bakers and i forewarned them we have rehearsal and during the middle of rehearsal my family bought this big spread and like cookies and i told them <laughs> they're not going to make it through it was funny they were like right after they were finished we probably had like two or three more hours left to rehearse and some of them were tucked away, sleeping. They were knocked out. Like it put them down. So I forewarned the band already. Like I told my mom, like we have to do this the day before. <laughs> we are not doing it, you know. Oh, like a food coma. <laughs> exactly. Around that time too, I guess um, I saw you performed on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And that performance is like so electric, but um, it seems like every like interview you do, everything everything goes back to that performance. Like, um, mm -hmm. were, you, were you nervous? Did you know it was gonna um, be like, like, come off like it did? Um, we, I, I can tell you, we rehearsed at Paisley endlessly 
for hours. Um, I did not know, I knew it was really good, but I did not know it was like, I, it, the energy, the synergy and that whole performance, like everybody, it was just really perfect. <laughs> it was really good. Um, I could tell you that day I was a nervous wreck. Um, I was kind of maybe zoned out because I can't believe like, okay, we're here at Jimmy Fallon. We're about to do this show. I mean, it's so many emotions going through my head. It didn't hit me until after it was finished. <laughs> after it was all done, you know, I go back to the dressing room and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this really happened. And then going back to look at it, it's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it seems like a lot of choreography in there. And- it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. It was, yeah. it was. And then that kind of led, I guess, you getting other um, um, gigs too, like like working with Nancy Wilson of Heart. So it kind of yes. like opened up some doors for you. Absolutely. Um, the thing about working with Nancy Wilson of Heart, you know, Prince really helped to open up that door for me um, because I was very, the stages of how I grew musically was a trip because I wasn't so much as like into rock and roll like that until I joined um, NPG until I was with Prince New Power Generation. Like I was already a fan, but I also was just like my palate. So I was a sponge and I absorbed it a lot. And so, um, yeah, with Nancy Wilson, Nancy really, really trusted me. We created Rowcase Royale, a band together, wrote some amazing songs. And um, she's a like, she's just a beautiful person, you know, and just really allowed me to really be me. I was hella scared to sing those hard songs. Best believe it was kind of, you know, that's a pressure, but it was kind of like a dream, you know, it was really, really crazy to have that opportunity. There was something else I thought of too, that um, with the uh, karaoke, like how you, you were doing that back in Portland, I read that you would sing like with your back to the um, crowd and then you kind of developed it and you were like uh, almost like performing with costumes. I wish we had a whole hour or two hours because it is so condensed. Like when I tell you I am a grassroots artist, like serious grassroots, like karaoke was my start. Um, I gained all these friendships and I really thought like I was going to get discovered at like the karaoke bars. So all these friends would like dress me up and um, I could, I, Honestly, I could not sing in front of the crowd. It was really hard for me to um, turn in front of people to sing. Um, Linda Hornbuckle, uh, rest in peace. She really took me under her wing in Portland. She is a blues singer and she just, I would show up to her shows and she would slowly have me come on stage and I would sing next to her, sing by the keys or sing way in the back. And I would slowly just start to work my, work myself up towards the front, you know, um, I was a street performer. I sang on the streets with one big speaker, selling my CDs on the street. Like, I really, really love the process. I wouldn't change it for anything because I really know what it feels like to really grind my artistry. You know, mm-hmm. I love this. I love this so much. If this wasn't a part of me, I wouldn't know what I would do. Like, I was busting at the seams um, when I left home because I knew it was something inside of me, you know, that wanted to do this. I can kind of relate because I guess I suffered from a stutter um, ever since I was little. And uh, so I've always tried to like hide it like myself, Uh maybe like you, like you weren't really singing uh, in public. And now over the years, I guess I got into radio. And so I'm on the air on the weekend, but I'm still kind of like 
I feel like I just basically talked to a wall. So I'm still kind of not really out there like you are, but I've had moments where I've been speaking on stage, like introducing yes. a band. Yes. So I tried to do a podcast to try to get myself out of my comfort zone even more. Yes. So. And I think that's the thing. It's like when you put yourself and you have trust in yourself, trusting and knowing you put yourself in positions where you stretch, you don't know where the world opens up. Everything else starts to open up and you're like, okay, God, why did I wait so long? You know, why yeah. didn't I have more confidence to just do this from jump? Because it was ready for me, you know? Yeah. So that's really dope. That's dope. Yeah. Maybe it needed to go the way that it did for you, because if you had sang before, you might not have sang in Portland with karaoke and it might have been a different yeah. path. Right. So, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, I wouldn't change it. I, I mean, it was really hard. It was really, really hard, but I, I don't change it I, at all. Like, I love the experience, all of it. <laughs> I guess, like, sorry, I'm starting to stutter like, oh, a little okay. bit. Like, but uh, speaking with going with the live uh, performing um, and your uh, shows, you uh, just released your first live album at the start of the year, that live at yeah. Cafe Wa. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. It's uh, That's a really cool room to play in New York. Uh, it's historical. Um, the first thing that probably comes to mind is, like, Jimi Hendrix played there. It was kind of one of his first venues he started out in um, in New York. Um, I believe Bob Dylan. It's just the energy in that space. It's a small space, but the energy in there is incredible. Um, we played that show and I didn't know what was going to happen, but I, it just was a night to remember. And thankfully they, they pressed record and I felt like I needed to put this out, like an album out live about the energy that we captured that night, um, which was really, really dope. I've always wanted to do like a, a live album, but some live albums are so structured, you know, I didn't want, I wanted all the rawness. I wanted all the right notes and bad notes. I wanted it all, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. want it to feel so perfect. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted people to feel what we felt that night, you know? Oh, so you didn't go into that thinking that it was going to become an album? I no. It was just a all. soundboard recording, I guess? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes, yes. And it was like, it was just... It was crazy. And I, and I love that. Sometimes I, I like that. Like when you get these old albums, you know what I mean? Like, like a Miles Davis or like James Brown recordings, like they capture the moment and the energy in the room. And those I live for, I live for that. So I was like, yeah, I need to record this. Let's, I was like, let's just put it out. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, why not? Just put it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Like some of my favorite uh, albums are live albums. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like I guess something that come to mind right now are like those MTV unplugs. Okay, exactly. But, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I guess I'm not too familiar with recording, but some of those, yeah, like you're saying, like they end up being like overdubbed or whatever guitar tracks in the studio. But I like how you just said that it's like raw. So. Yeah, it's 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 a very raw experience. I mean, like, you know, this one was very um rock and soul and you know, we do a variety of everything. Um R&B. I, I am kind of that artist. I hate to feel like I'm being put in a box. Um, I hate having to say like kind of genre because I don't think it is really so much as a genre for us. I think it's just a whole experience. It's just all of these things I've probably soaked up over the time where I've learned. Um, and the musicians in this band are stellar. Um, Ryan Waters, uh, he still plays for Sade. He's my guitar player. Um, Quentin Gray, I believe he's played with Janet Jackson. I mean, Red, he plays with D'Angelo. I mean, this, these guys are 
insane, but it's actually when we come together as a unit, that's what I love, you know, and for them to be able to show off their musicianship, that's what I wanted people to hear off the record. Like there's some badass musicians, you know what I mean? Like these guys are, are killer, you know? Yeah. I listened to that earlier today too. And it, it sounds awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I even saw it too on your Instagram, like you're going to uh, put it out on vinyl. Is that coming out um, later in the year? Yes. I got approval to put it on on vinyl. So I, a lot of people have asked me about that. Uh, so yeah, I think in, in August, it's going to happen in August because it's going to take a while for them to print or something like that. So I'm going to have a lot, a lot of those. So I'm excited. Oh, Thank awesome. you for asking. <laughs> oh yeah. There's been like a lot of delays and uh, stuff with vinyl. I don't know if you've I know it that. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been delays with it. Maybe because it's, you know, because it's so popular now. Yeah, you can get vinyl anywhere now, like Walmart, Target. Exactly. So, yeah. so is true. Yours, is yours going to be at Target? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> like, that's kind of like, that's kind of like the goal. They really want to kind of like put it out everywhere. Um, the live streaming was really, was really successful. And I think people were wanting vinyl. Like, like I understand having something tangible. It is something about having tangible things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love CDs, but it's something about vinyl, you know, it's something about that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned like CDs and then now the vinyl, um, on this podcast, we talk a lot about records and we're into like record yeah. collecting. Um, what was the uh, first like CD or album that you bought? Oh, that's a really great question. Okay. The first CD, I believe. Oh, man. The first CD I think I bought was Crucial Conflict. (laughs) Hmm. Um, And then um, vinyl. I didn't really get hit to vinyl until I got Pointer Sisters vinyl. That was my first vinyl. It was in old school. I forgot the name of the Pointer Sisters. Yep. And then some Sammy Davis Jr. And then um, what else did I get? And some James Brown, too. Oh, cool. What was what was Pointer Sisters? Was that Neutron Dance? Was that one? Yes. Of yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But even before, like, that was, like, their popular 80s stuff. Like, um, I don't know if you know of an artist named Betty Davis. Um, she's a soul mm-hmm. rock artist and funk, basically, more so funk. But she married, I think, you know, if you've seen the morph of like Miles Davis when he started wearing the really cool glasses and, you know, they say that she's responsible for that style. But if you listen to some of her stuff, it's really, really crazy. Like, it's really, really dope. So Pointer Sisters sang a lot, a lot of background work. So a lot of the older stuff from Pointer Sisters is is mind blowing, really, because people get the 80s, you know, had a whole vibe, you know. But their 70s stuff is crazy. It's oh, I'll really have to go down that rabbit hole then because you do you you would yeah. really really love it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, anything um, anything that you're spinning right now? Yeah, I've um I've been listening to this art artist named Asa ASA. Um, she's really dope. I think she's out of Europe. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, and then also Again, I've got this whole, what else am I listening to? Curtis, I'm doing listen to a lot of Curtis Mayfield right now. Um, Joe to see <laughs> right now, some good R&B. Um, and then also, what else am I listening to? Uh, the Neville Brothers too. 
It's like some old school Neville brothers. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, um, Aaron Neville. Yeah. 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 I guess I got another question too. Since you were grew up here in Peoria, like, did you um, see a lot of shows back in the day? No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, no, I did not. Like, I. Mm-mm. I saw Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation. Oh damn. I, yeah, I saw that Rhythm Nation. My aunt took me to that show. Or no, Black Cat. The Black Cat tour, Black Cat. Yeah. And then that was it, really. I didn't go to any shows. I was so like church, home, athletics. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really go actually do a lot. Mu- like music, I kind of had to hide away a little bit um, at home. Sorry, mom, but I, d- uh-huh. <laughs> I had to kind of hide it away from them because I really wasn't supposed to be listening to that stuff, really. Has your family been supportive of your uh, career? Yeah. Yeah. Now they were. Before, no Uh, lie. When they, I told my brother, like, I have this band. And my mom's like, you know, we'll send your brother out there to see what you're doing. Because we don't know anything about this band stuff. Like, you're out there singing. What did you do with your life? Um, And then my brother's like, no, she can really sing. And they finally came. And I think, even to this day, I think it really shocks them still. I think uh, they definitely support, but I also feel like she wasn't doing this around us. Like, where, where is this coming from? You know? So, um, but they're really supportive, very supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. You just kind of hit him with the curveball, though. But, I did. Yeah. Bless them. Bless them. I hit him hard, too. <laughs> you had said uh, the, um, like, church and, like, religious background in that um, did you go um, anywhere else before Notre Dame? Like, uh, like was there like a grade school that you went to? I'm not really. Uh... Yes, yes, I went to Von Steuben. Von Steuben, okay. Uh huh. Uh, that's over by Forest Hill. Yeah, Forest Hill. I was supposed to go to Woodruff. That did not happen. And then they were like, "No, you're going to Notre Dame." And so I went to Notre Dame High School, and I loved it. It was a. It was definitely a change for me because you know I. I'm used to, I'm thinking I'm going to Woodruff because that's where the kids from Bond Steuben go. They go to either Woodruff or um, maybe Central, Central High School um, at the time. I went to Concordia, so I kind of had oh, that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I don't really remember Bond Steuben, but I remember like St. Really? Thomas and like St. Mark's. and. Okay. Like, yeah, because yeah. Bond Steuben, Exeter Public School. But yeah, over by Forest Hill, Bond Steuben probably... Yeah, I'm trying to think where else. Yeah, but Von Steuben is like Forest Hill. I'm drawing a blank, I guess. But, okay, it's uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I can kind of relate with that because like, I didn't really get MTV either. I had to like sneak MTV because uh, of, I guess my family wasn't totally that strict, but uh, yeah, yeah. I was just sneaking MTV, you know, when I could. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Like I would, I would sneak when I could. Like I would also go and like listen to my brother's stuff and like, because we're seven years apart. So, you know he's older and I would kind of go listen, but I was really focused. Like I was, I was really focused in gymnastics, very focused. Like that was really my life. Like I would go to school, go straight to practice. Like that's really been half of my life was that was, I was a very serious athlete, very. So I was focused in that way. Do you still run? (laughs) On the treadmill? Yes. There have been, I've had, I've tried to, do some flips and running and all of that. I've hurt. I I hurt my knee. I 
one time doing it, I tore my ACL trying to like see if I still got it. Um, <laughs> and there will be none of that happening anymore. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to, don't want to cancel any dates, I guess. If you're, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I've been trying to run and i um, even gotten to yoga, uh, too. So. Yes. That's so dope. Um, you do anything like that backstage, like yoga or any kind of rituals that you got before you perform? No, not necessarily. I used to get really worked up. Um, I used uh, to get myself really anxiety stricken, but there's like no reason. Like, of course I get nervous, but not to the point where I used to get, like I would, it'd be too much. Like I'd be pacing and all of that stuff. Not so okay. much. Yeah, <laughs> not so much. Um, do you rest your voice backstage at all? Because I know um, some no. singers like have certain uh, techniques and uh, things no. to rest. I wish I, the, the only downside for me is I wish I would have taken some kind of training. Like um, I know some things, you know, to preserve the voice and, you know, to keep from being hoarse and stuff like that. But I wish I would have taken a little bit more training to learn how to um, take care of it more than what I do now. Because I don't yeah. think about I'm more like we about to we about to do this right okay let's go you know I'm more yeah. of the adrenaline I think that's the athlete in me yeah. more so mm -hmm. um, in the moment yeah absolutely I yeah. yeah I got another question too so um coming back to Peoria mm -hmm. um I saw um that you posted a video that you like Avanti's so, <laughs> Um, what's what's your go-to when you're um, gonna go to Avanti's? Okay, so I need that small tortellini, and I need that gondola, and I need a pizza burger, and yeah. then also, I forgot to say Monocle's pizza. That's also one of my favorites. It's like my go-to when I go home. I'm I'm like straight there. You can ask anybody. <laughs> I'm like got my order in. As soon as I hit that bridge, I'm calling Avanti's. <laughs> <laughs> like having ready to go. Like I love Avanti's. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love monocles too. Like, right. When you get monocles, do you put your uh, pizza in the uh, French dressing? No, my husband does that. Oh. I don't. I'm so plain. Just give me the Tabasco sauce and give oh. me a meat first, and we're good to go. Oh, gotcha. Because I know <laughs> some people swear by the French dressing. Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> Do you have any uh, surprises or any kind of cool uh, things you're putting in the set for uh, these upcoming shows, Peoria and um, Evanston? Yeah, I feel like there's always something. Um, there's always some surprises that I put. I I I, I would be remiss if I tell y'all what I'm about to do, but I can't do uh, that. Yeah. Um, I People just have to know, and I think that they do if they have been to a show that I tell, I swear, I tell people just wear comfortable shoes and just be prepared to just let go. Like we have a really good time at my shows. Like I, I the only thing I want people to do is be able to feel right. Mm -hmm. And we all know that we've been going through a lot of stuff for these past three years. It's just honestly, for me, bringing back the human connection of us, just like having a moment, right. For us to just enjoy music, you know, put down the phone, just be in the moment because we go in and we have a good time. We just, we put on a show and the songs are incredible. The band is incredible. Um, it's, it's just, it's really dope. Really dope. It's going to be a good time. I think you're going to like the venue too. Cause it's like, 
um, it's a theater, but it's really up close. Like everything, it seems like a very little intimate uh, theater. Yes, I cannot wait. I heard it's been um, uh, redone. I heard it's beautiful. I I saw this some of the you know the stained glass windows and stuff like that. It looks stunning. So I'm really excited to be in there. I'm yeah. excited to be in that space. Like I've always would drive by it when I was younger over in that area, and mm-hmm. like. Um, I've never been inside, but I'm excited. Um, all right, well, I don't want to keep it too much longer though. So, okay. Thank you for honestly, thank you for having me. This was, this was really great. Really great. Uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, giving me a chance too. Cause, um, I don't know. I was just on a whim. I was like, I'm just going to message Liv cause she's coming here and yes. a bunch of my friends and family are excited to go. Oh, um, fantastic. I'm excited for you to go to like, thank you for having me and anything you need, whatever. I just, I, I can't wait for you to see it. So please make sure you come and say what's up to me. <laughs> please, please do that. I will. Are you like hanging out at the merch booth? Or? Yeah, I'm going to be at the merch booth. Like home is home. So I'm going to be out. I'm going to be meeting with the people. I'm going to be in the merch booth. I'm going to be, yeah, it's, it's all love. I'm home should feel like that. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and that's that's what I want to bring is just some good love, some of that P town love. So, so it's gonna be like a family reunion for you, I guess, right? Kind yeah. of, of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so. Yeah, the energy is gonna be on a thousand. <laughs> so I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, um, we'll have a great night. Thank um, you. Live, and uh, I'll see the show. In a All right. Days. All right. Thank you so much. All right. This is it! This is it! This is it! For real!